Hello and welcome to Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast for people who are curious about how to have a more fulfilling work life. We live in a world largely driven by numbers, logic and reason. But how we feel at work and about our work impacts us, our organisations and society. There is a relationship between the numbers of our organisations and the life beyond the numbers. I'm Susan Michrielon, your host. I've lived and worked in many countries. I've met people who love what they do and people who don't. People who bring their full selves to work and people who won't. But one thing that I've learned that is common to us all is that we are all unique and have unique experiences. And it's helpful to know that there are others who think like we do, or have had struggles too, or have gone where we want to go, or can show us things we didn't know. So join me and my guests as we place a lens on the human side of work life by sharing insights, stories and strategies to inspire you to let your uniqueness shine. to episode 139 of Life Beyond the Numbers. And this episode is going out on Saturday, August 5th, 2023. And for those of you who are regular listeners, you know that I've changed the schedule slightly and I'm putting out an update on a weekly basis until the end of August on the progress, struggles, challenges, joys and whatnot of writing the first draft of my book, Leading Beyond the Numbers. And for those of you that aren't aware of that, you can listen along. I'll share a brief update now and then I'll also include a short story at the end. And if you'd rather listen, there are over 130 other episodes to choose from. This week was largely about voice. Voice seemed to be popping up everywhere. And voice is something I think a lot about. It's something most of us have and something that we can't take for granted. And voice came up in the context of power. And I'd never really considered the voice and power. And maybe I had, but sometimes power is one of those words that I think it's easier to think of, from my perspective, it's often easier to think of the negative connotations that come with power or the abuse of power, misuse of power and so on. And I don't always think about my own power. Of course, the conversations I have with some of the guests are about being empowered or feeling disempowered. And we use that word power in many, many different ways. And like I said, I'm not always conscious of the power of our voice. Someone once told me that you can tolerate difficult work environments 
as long as you have a voice. I've always been one to speak up and to speak out. It's gotten me into trouble that didn't stop me. I learned to pick my battles. At times I've spoken for people who felt unable to use their voice. None of us deserves to be silenced. Our words matter. Our voice matters. Voice is a critical part of effective communication. We don't need a loud voice to be heard. We only need to speak. And what amazed me was I had already selected the speech for this week that I was going to put out. I selected it a couple of weeks ago because I wanted to lower the cognitive load during the writing process and not be scrambling last minute to decide what to put out. And the speech that I've got for you this week from my Toastmasters days is about Mary Robinson. And Mary Robinson was president of Ireland, as well as holding a number of other very influential positions, powerful, one might say, in the world. And Mary Robinson learned early in life that if you want to use your voice to speak truth to power, it often came with a personal price. She is a very strong advocate for every voice mattering. And I absolutely agree that every voice matters. I had a sister who, in her 33 years of life, never spoke a single word. I believe that our voice is a gift. We must use it. Some of my most stressful times have been when I felt I didn't have a voice. Although I always had a voice, at times it felt like nobody was listening, interested, cared or understood. Or maybe they just didn't like what I had to say. Everyone has a voice. Use yours and let others use theirs. Every voice counts. Yours, mine. And voice also came up in another context this week because I've been considering the writing style and capturing my voice. What is the voice I imagine my readers might have in their heads when they're reading my book? Now that might sound really odd, <laughs> so bear with me a minute while I explain. A number of years ago, I came across this concept that when we read, many of us read with an accent in our heads. Now, if that sounds a bit <laughs> weird, try this out. Think about James Bond and 007. And specifically, think about Sean Connery playing James Bond or 007. And if you're now thinking with a bit of a sexy Scottish lilt, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
we can imagine the accents of other people's voices in our heads. And I find that really, really remarkable and also true. And I know it because I've read books that have been written by people I know and I can picture them having a conversation with me as I read. And so for me, I wanted to capture that voice in my writing style. It's so much easier to do it when you're speaking, but hey, I've got to give it a go. And that's what I've been playing with this week. Capturing a voice that my reader can relate to and recognise. And to do that, I need to connect with that voice inside, the voice of conviction, the voice of courage, my voice. And as David White would say, find my own way to begin the conversation. And that line, find my own way to begin the conversation, came in very handy this week because some of those inner voices were really on high alert. And I said last week that I might talk about them this week. I'm not going to go into much detail now. I'll come back to my inner team or inner committee in a future episode. But just for now, I did have some internal tensions this week of voices telling me that I didn't know what I was doing. I should stop writing. I'm never going to get it done. What I say isn't interesting enough and so on. And it was a battle. So I got up from my desk yesterday and I went out for a walk. I knew I needed to clear my head. And as I walked, I thought about those words. Find your own way to begin the conversation. And suddenly the voices calmed down and the words started to come. I've already written quite a few words So it wasn't necessarily about starting the conversation, but I'd run into a bit of a pickle and I wasn't sure which direction I wanted to go. And that is when the voices came in. That is when the critics were first up to the table with their protective voices. (laughs) They are only trying to help me after all. They're just not always very helpful. And there's power in our voices. And I want to capture that power for the book. I want the readers of the book to feel empowered as they read. And so connecting to that frequently and connecting to that frequency is very important to me. Thank you for listening. As I've been doing in the last couple of weeks, I've been sharing a speech that I wrote for a Toastmasters module on visionary leadership. And like I said earlier, this speech is largely about Mary Robinson and the power of our voices when it comes to making change in the world. I hope you enjoy And I look forward to recording next week's episode, this time next week.
until then, ciao. There's something about Mary. Oh, Mary, why don't you have some sense? Please do something to restore my confidence. In 1989, this song, Mary, by the four of us, was the most played song on the radio in Ireland. And a year later, Mary Robinson, a woman with bucket loads of sense, became Ireland's first female president. Mary is widely regarded as a transformative leader, a champion of human rights, and as having helped to restore confidence. Mary Robinson has an altruistic leadership style, a selfless concern for the well-being of others. This style is less about exercising power and more about influencing others to bring about change. She is driven by a vision of a fairer world, one of greater equality, where everyone's voice matters. As a child, Mary fantasised about saving the world. Rather than marry straight out of school, as was the norm at the time, she decided to become a nun. She saw this as the only path for a strong-minded woman who wished to have an impact on the world. The nuns, however, didn't believe she was cut out to join and asked her to take a year to consider it. She spent that year at a finishing school in Paris where she was exposed to feminism, existentialism, non-violence and secularism. She began to see that her potential and horizon were limited simply because she was female. Even the Irish constitution decreed that the place of the woman is in the home. She recognised the need for Ireland to open up, the need for private morality. She felt that moral issues such as divorce, contraception, homosexuality and suicide should not be criminalised by the state or reflect the morality of one dominant religion to the exclusion of others. Mary viewed the law as an instrument for social change and instead of pursuing religion, opted to study law at Trinity, needing special permission as a Catholic. In 1969, she was elected to the Senate and in 71, she attempted to introduce a bill proposing to liberalise the law on contraception. At the time, she was sent hate mail and denounced widely, including from the altar. She says that the degree of fury and venom directed at her was sobering and weighed heavily on her. She realised that to change such deeply entrenched views and beliefs required a different approach. And she learned to modify her style 
to listen, discuss and seek to reach consensus or compromise before proposing a change in the law. Mary went on to argue and win many landmark cases in the Irish courts and before the European Court of Human Rights. Later, as president, she signed two bills that represented long-standing positions of hers. One, legalising contraception, and the other, decriminalising homosexuality. A firm believer in dialogue and reconciliation, she was the first Irish head of state to make official visits to Britain, as well as regularly visiting Northern Ireland. And she was the first head of state to visit Rwanda just after the genocide in 1994. In 1997, Mary Robinson became the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, where she successfully implemented reforms that integrated human rights into the UN system. In her five-year term, she made over a hundred trips to over 70 countries. The power of the act of bearing witness was her driving force. She wanted to help amplify voices of victims so they would feel that somebody was listening. Listening, she says, is a simple act with enormous impact. Mary learned early on that if you were to speak out for something you really believe in, you have to be willing to pay a personal price. If you really believe in something and are prepared to pay the price, you are free to speak truth to power. Mary became renowned as an outspoken voice dedicated to investigating and exposing human rights abuses across the world. In 1990, I was in my final year in school. I wasn't old enough to vote. And the nuns were busy convincing us that our best bet for a career was in teaching or nursing. What an inspiration Mary Robinson was. And in her inauguration speech, she gave special thanks to the women of Ireland who came out in such numbers to vote for her and instead of rocking the cradle, they rocked the system. But it was only when I read her autobiography years later, I fully grasped her impact on Ireland and globally. Her altruistic leadership style and lifelong pursuit of giving a voice to those without and of greater equality for all is so full of sense. And she continues to restore confidence that there are leaders in the world who are willing and able to speak truth to power. There's something about Mary. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the paths we traversed on today's episode. If something rang through for you, be sure to let me know. 
Or maybe you can share this with someone in your life who would benefit from listening too. And if you enjoy helping others, I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review so that people who might also be curious about their own life beyond the numbers can discover this podcast too.